podcast, The Final Frontier. These are the conversations of the friendship Matt Myra and Andrew Secunda. Their continuing mission. To seek out old adventures with contrived civilizations. To boldly watch episodes that one of them has watched before. Hey everyone, welcome to Star Trek The Next Conversation. I'm Matt. I'm Andy. Uh, we are here talking about Picard. It's the earliest in the day we've ever talked about Picard. Uh, we just both watched the episode, I assume, this morning. I tried to stay up last night. I kept, hit, I kept hitting refresh, Andy. It wasn't it wasn't there. It was from the same for me. And I was like, well, I better just go to bed and watch it in the morning. That's what I said. Oh my God, we're so the same. In that sense. Oh, only that sense? And feel, only I feel like we're very similar in other that. ways. Sense. Our neuroses just play out differently. That's true. We have a lot of similarities. <laughs> yeah. But it doesn't stop what us from the, tearing what is each it, other. What is, uh, what is it? I mean, I'm trying to really think now about what it is that uh, sort of drew us to each other and then makes us so frustrated by each other at the same time. I think we just see a lot of ourselves in each other. I think that is true. And it's really like... There's the geekdom. There's the misanthropic elements. We were both late night writers, too. Yeah. Which sort of... That's how I think I sort of gravitated towards you in the room. And then... Like, also, oh, he has the same neuroses I do. Right. Only he... <laughs> we're certain we're right, and yet we feel worse about ourselves than anyone else. Yes. <laughs> I feel like you're more paralyzed by your neuroses than I am. Yeah. I just sort of pile more neuroses on top of them. <laughs> That's fair. Anyway, we're talking Picard. Matt, here's the question. Mm-hmm. I didn't do anything. I oh, you didn't even in. plug it in. I'm just sitting here. Oh. I got in. He, he, if you want to, if you want to, if you want to know, he hit, he hit warp. I and, did. Uh, I just, I just jumped to warp eight. Yeah, I had to move it along faster than the plot of the show. Sure, here it is. Matt, would you have them watch this episode? I mean, you already put it in five worth. Might as well keep going. So it's just going to be yes down the line. It's going to be yes until it's no. I mean, the Star Trek TNG, I could say more definitively whether or not you should watch it. But with these, it's like the trickle plot. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you're familiar with trickle down economics. <laughs> is that what you're going to tie this to? <laughs> the plot of this is <laughs> trickle plot really economics. trying to trickle plot economics. I think economics. the concept is very different. <laughs> trickle plot storynomics. I think the idea is uh, in the end, if, if you trickle down the plot, then in the end, well, maybe that'll turn out to it. That'll be a big payoff in the end. Yeah. For the, uh, I mean, that's really what I'm hoping. Uh, I'm hoping for, that uh, was my, uh, nobody had an email, everybody. That was just me. That was the Home Depot sending me an email. Um, uh, just a reminder also to uh, those who are only here for Picard, uh, if you don't want to hear all the hails and the yammering at the top of the show, feel free to shoot to uh, the uh, the summary and uh, Matt will... Yeah, you'll see in there I say that the episode discussion begins at blank. Uh, Matt, we can jump right into the Admiral's Club if you like. Oh my God, we could, but the doors are broken. <laughs> oh, are they broken? <laughs> Hang on. Oh. Well, I don't I know why that would be. The system I'm here. stepping right on the, in front oh, of the door. This, this I don't know matter. what's happening. You might not be a life form because oh, it's not. Maybe it doesn't recognize oh, no. non life form. Wait, am I not data. a member of the Admiral's Club? Have I just assumed <laughs> I'm a member of the Admiral's Club? I guess I haven't written a. Written a, uh, a thing. But you have never written a five star review. No. I don't even know how you got into that place in the first place. I no. guess I just follow you in. Did you not, ever write Neither of us should be in there, honestly. Oh, hang on. I think I got it. Can we just. Go to iTunes, leave a five star review, and join the Admiral's Club. 
You already said, hey, get in. Yeah. Uh, this is from Northside's Oxfan. Uh, who says the best show if you're new to next gen as a casual as a casual Trek fan who lives with a passionate one I thought that I should make a relationship commitment and watch every episode <laughs> of TNG in order you're a brave person the problem with that of course is that the first two seasons are largely awful Matt and Andy's reviews make the slog of the early episodes something enjoyable rather than torturous thank you so so much Northside Ox fan well Northside Ox fan welcome to the Admirals Club um, that's the only one I got for Great. now. Let's, uh, let's move forward through this massive tent forward like lounge into the president's. The United Federation of Planets President Circle. Oh boy, Matt! How did I get into the president circle? Well, I mean, you can get in very easily. You can support the podcast on Patreon. Please make it viable for us to continue to do this when we're on hiatus and uh, keep bringing you too many hours of entertainment. Patreons, uh, patrons rather. I always call them Patreons. It's very strange to you're, me. You're buying they're clearly, their branding. They're clearly patrons of the yeah. show. Uh, but those lucky enough to become members will get extra, extra audio. We're talking hour and a half, two hour episodes of... Of uh, us talking about Marvel movies. If you're in the President's Circle right now, we're going through all of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And if you're in Lieutenant Circle, you will get access to uh, us right now going through Season 2 of Star Trek Discovery. Uh, and if you're in the President's Circle, you get both. Because that's how presidential-like you are. You're not a president. We're thinking about adding another level. That's right. It'll be a entry-level level. That's right. Command Training Program is what we're thinking of calling it. Oh, boy. I hope you're all <laughs> almost excited to hear even more audio from us. Um, and uh, and uh, to, our, uh, to the people who have posted uh, in the uh, subspace messages portion of the President's Circle, um, uh, a handful of them are selected for <laughs> a Christopher me, Pike Medal me, of Valor. May I? Yes. I'm just going to drop this because it's a Picard episode. I'm just going to drop this in for English in English for people who aren't, haven't been with us for a while. Please do. <laughs> so if you post on Patreon and you're a President Circle member, we might read one of your messages in this here segment of the show, and uh, you could be lucky enough to be singled out. We call those people who are singled out Chris Pike, Medal of Valor awardees. Was your comment that I was blowing it so much? No, you weren't blowing it at all. What, you what were doing it correct, totally correctly. I was trying to... We were, were, we, were just, we were just speaking in our things we've named it. You know what I mean? You're like, I'm going to open up some subspace hails and award. Oh, oh, English from from our from yes. our language. I see. Yes. Fair, fair. I was just. Yeah, yeah. Well, whatever the case. Um, <laughs> Andy, you did it right for our true fans. <laughs> they're the only people who listen to this part of the show anyway. Um, our first is from Lieutenant Gary Martinez. Our first uh, Christopher Pike Medal of Valor awardee. And uh, he says, hey, guys, uh, these were all Picard uh, related. Uh, just it's basically uh, it's basically a bunch of hails that we are now. You get special special priority. Oh, boy. <laughs> um, hey, guys, I really, really, really want to love Picard. The problem is I, too. Can't, I can't stay awake through a whole episode and I have to watch it twice or more to get through it. This is not normal for me. And I'm wondering if I might be a sleeper agent for the Tal Shiar or the Zadvash. Or maybe even a creation of Bruce Maddox. I'm hoping the pace picks up soon before I'm activated and spit suicide acid on my TV. <laughs> Keep up the perfectly imperfect podcasting, Gary. We are perfectly imperfect. Uh, yeah, I can totally see where you're coming from. I get it. 
I get it. Particularly like those that that lull after uh, essentially two, three, four episodes. Two, three, and four were were very lully. There's a lot of five and six. we got we got an even split on Check our hails to uh, to the uh, the main sttnc uh, Gmail or and to our uh, Patreon postings that are sort of between ones that are like you guys are totally right we agree with you and ones that are uh more like uh this one from lieutenant amanda murphy mm-hmm. um i love you guys but you're both being super harsh on the show in general it's delivering on my favorite sci-fi philosophies from tng data and the borg uh always data, data. oh my god i am so sleepy data and the borg are always fascinated always fascinated me the most mainly a major theme of both stories is the exploration of what it means to be human through uh characters that are not quite human and the mm-hmm. way that humans treat the not quite human yeah can we the borg the android the flesh sack grow past our programming do you guys agree fascinated to hear your opinion that that wasn't someone saying that oh, I said we're I being say, too harsh super harsh we're being super harsh uh, you know I don't know I expected uh, okay, I, look I'm trying to temp- I'm trying to temper that with some sort of uh, indication of like let's see where this all goes but I'm just having to take these as they come and that's where my Andy's fall uh, but yeah I think you know what I think the distinction is I think in the normal TNG episodes uh, you and I are both kind of like ah this was terrible this was great but we seem to have fun either way and, yeah and in these episodes i think we're so emotionally engaged that uh it uh, i think to some people it seems like we're not even enjoying the podcast which is certainly not true for me oh but no. i do think i was I, moaning I, up a storm last week I would, i'll, I'll I would, give everyone that i would need an outlet i couldn't not talk about it so yeah it, you know it's funny our friend bishop who uh works on uh goldberg showrunning goldbergs right now uh he will text me about it and like talk to me endlessly about picard and part of me just wants to go um can you just like listen to the podcast and then and then get back to me because <laughs> all of these things i'm saying i've said already but here you go um but anyway the exploration of what it means to be human feels like that's not happening in this yeah Although, I mean, I feel like we got a little bit more of it this time with Hugh and with, um, at the end of last week with the Seven of Nine question to, to Picard and... Everything uh, is in the ether. Yeah. But it's, it doesn't seem to be, and you know, this is where you get into it. Are they going to culminate in stuff later? I, I maintain the argument of, well, you got to watch the whole thing, I think would be more of a valid perspective if... It seemed more gripping along the way. I don't buy that it I will think, be gripping later. I think there's some pacing issues to it. Um, and I've said, you know, I said this, what, two weeks ago when I was talking about re-editing the entire series to start with all the flashback bullshit. Here's a, uh, here's a uh, pike medal to the great and terrible Lizak. <laughs> uh, from our president circle, I hate it when a character is coy with info just because the audience is watching and not for any story reason. That's then, funny. We talked about that on, uh, what did we talk about that on? Yesterday on Black Panther, I think. Oh, I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Which character? I forget. 
Uh, you guys have to tune in. I'm pretty sure that was like two and a half hours. Uh, with that in mind, I've decided to tell myself that Gerardi never told Maddox the terrible truth because she didn't want him to die thinking he'd done something world-endingly bad and feeling as guilty as she clearly does. I think this is a good explanation, but it's clearly just oh, you're trying that. to I'll you're trying it. to you're trying to help the uh, help the, the helpless. Yeah. Uh, look, that's the first. I who who wrote that in? That was the great terrible Lizak. The great terrible Lizak. Let me say to you, you're the first person to say that to me that I've seen, and you're the first person to come up with any sort of reason that sort of made sense to me. So thank you. Lieutenant Aussie Andy says Picard's Romulan butlers are married, right? Given your theory about Picard being either asexual or extremely inexperienced, as a previous Andy's theory, uh, TM, what do you think he thinks is going on in the other room during the Romulan version of Pond Far? I'll see myself out. I think he, I think he goes. Oh, they must be having a row. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think, number one? That's what it sounds like when Romulans fight. <laughs> uh, Lieutenant Lisa, uh, my God, Lisa Lampanelli. Lieutenant Risa, Risa. It was not Risa. She wrote wrote that in a prior uh, email. Kochuk. Uh, sorry if I've got it wrong. Anyway, <laughs> there's no phonetic pronunci- uh, spelling. It's, that's on uh, the uh, the uh, our, our lovely patrons. I'm really <laughs> that's not- on you, sons of bitches. <laughs> you sons of bitches who are supporting us. I'm really not getting the whole Borg technology thing in Picard. In earlier series, Borg tech was valuable for the nanotechnology like nanoprobes, yeah. which could do all kinds of things, including bringing back the dead to life. So what's the deal with the hacked-off Borg parts in Picard? Any theories as to what they're being used for? It doesn't seem like they're being used as a way to get the nanotech. Uh, you know, I, I because of, of the Borg assimilating cultures uh, and having reached the deepest parts of the Delta Quadrant now into the Beta Quadrant where the Romulan Empire is, I just feel like there's just so much reverse engineering that can be done from these Borg parts. Uh, I mean, think about it. All the science of, of countless cultures. So, therefore, the, isn't the just, reclamation project kind of purposeless? No, the reclamation progr- project that Hugh is doing. That's Hugh's side, but yes. I feel like that's a cover for the Romulans just harvesting technology, isn't it? Yes, but they're doing it for money because their empire is broken and they need money. I guess that's what it feels like. Well, maybe this is not what she's saying. The way I interpreted her her hail is to be is that they've already they already have a lot of the nanotech and the Borg technology. Why are they so intent on harvesting this cube? Oh, because I think there's like parts of it you can get from from you know. I assume more specific. Think about uh, Rasmussen. Remember him? Yes. And he was a time traveler from New Jersey. Yes. Who went forward in time to steal Star Trek tech. I know. And his plan was to go back in time and, and reverse engineer it and, and invent it. So what I'm saying is, like, they're selling it to cultures that aren't as advanced, right? And this is not seen. This is just a theory of mine. Not not a thing that's ever implicit in the show. But I'm just assuming they're selling it to but people who want true, to reverse engineer then weapons. He, then they could tech. even sell just Romulan technology to them. They wouldn't need Borg technology. Romulan technology is easier to acquire. Is it? Yeah, then Borg tech? Well, it's come up against the Borg. It destroys a fleet. You know, this is like this weird Borg artifact out there. I guess the real question and is... And also, like, the Borg, you know, they remove the the whatever from their dead and the dead right. get 
dematerialized. So yeah. it's like to get a hold of a Borg that is has functioning parts. I guess seems to be a very valuable thing. In this what's universe. implied is that it's there's different tech than well, the tech they already have that they're harvesting. It's from also the like this one when when Q the, says to Picard when they're about to jump into that portal. Yeah. This is from this is from the past your time, right? Like so, this is oh, like, hey, right. Locutus, you don't know this. That's a really good point. But this is something we developed after you, right? There you go. Um, and that's only in, that's only in how many years? You know, because we don't know when that Borg cube. Let's say three years they developed that tech. Yeah, but I feel like the Borg Collective has like they're humming because they're a giant hive mind. Yeah. So I think they're constantly inventing new tech. So like I feel like and absorbing it. Yeah, and I feel like twenty years of Borg technology advancements is yeah. like a thousand years for anybody else. I can't imagine it's like that. Otherwise, they would have taken over again, or, or again completely. What? Well, I mean, not with what Janeway did to him. Yeah, um, I, don't know I, I know. Doing. So until you watch it, but I'm going to keep saying things like that because it's it didn't make sense, but Matt fixed it. <laughs> we need another one, but that is like, um, it didn't make sense, but Matt tried to interpret it given what was given to him. <laughs> Very clunky. <laughs> Look, I'm no, I'm no nacho. I can't write these things. <laughs> Dear Matt and Andy, uh, this is from. Um, oh, I already read that one. No, wait. Did you? Did oh, it? What happened? Oh, there's another one. From oh, I see. From Erica Van Aver. Van Aver. That's how you do it. Um. I completely uh, agree with you. It's Vanover. It's literally phonetically spelled right there. Yeah. Oh, that's an A? Yes. Vanover. Yes. Thank you for leaning over, being condescending, and also being wrong. But you also pronounced it wrong. I didn't. It's you Vanover. S- no, Vanover. Vanover. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> okay, we were both wrong. Thanks for being extra condescending back at me and then being wrong again. God damn We're it. the same! <laughs> <laughs> lost the condescension face off <laughs> dear, dear, I, I, I really didn't lose it was a draw of stupidity <laughs> two idiots um, dear Matt and Andy uh, sorry for mangling the top of your of your hail uh, Erica um, dear Matt and Andy I completely agree with you on Picard and in fact I think that I was more critical of the third episode than you both were as a fail of Michelle a fan of Michelle Heard, I'd been looking forward to the introduction of Rafi, but I found the dialogue painful as if trying to be a combination of the voices of Neil Simon, Aaron Sorkin, and Maurice Hurley. <laughs> what a combo. <laughs> really accurate. Uh, also, if they want me to keep watching the events of the Borg Cube, I'm going to need for something more interesting to happen. I also want to know what happened to Hugh, how he ended up there, and if he and Jordy hang out ever. Um, I don't. I guess we get we touch on it a little bit in this episode. We really don't dig into it much, though, do we? What he's been up to in between? Yeah. Uh, no. Other than this, I really liked that scene, though. I really liked the scene between them. I liked that sort of turn in, in Patrick Stewart. Yeah, I liked that too. I liked it a lot. Um, Erica continues. I have no interest in Soji, which is strange because I like Dodge for the one episode she was in and found her death scene pretty traumatizing. Speaking of trauma, uh, I should thank you both because you helped me to save my life last year. I went to the ER and woke up in the ICU after having almost died of an unknown infection. My gosh. I know. 
Uh, I was terrified and depressed, not knowing what was wrong with me or uh, how I would ever heal. And through my seemingly endless hospital stay, I sought comfort in your podcast. It helped me to feel like there was good in the world and I would be okay. One last thing. Every time someone says Tal Shiar, I think they are saying Tasha Yar. <laughs> Thank you for all the podcasting. Erica Von Aver. Erica, you got so much out of this email. You got an argument from Andy and I. You got uh, uh, our appreciation for you. And uh, you got us to really also think about why Dodge was more interesting than Soji. And I think that is because Soji doesn't, until this episode, know anything is afoot. Yeah. Whereas Dodge had been activated. It was interesting. By the way, wasn't Soji in the last four minutes of this episode <laughs> more interesting, more interesting than she yeah. had been It sort of goes ever. back to to the uh, to the hail about being coy and keeping secrets, exactly. even from the characters. I'm going to give this name one more chance. Uh, not more one chance, one more try. Erica Vanover. <laughs> Close enough. I think that's how it is. Okay. Um, anyway, I've given you like nine pronunciations. So hopefully one of them was right. Thank you, Erica, so much for writing in. That was a, uh, a lot your, of uh, Medal of uh, Pike awardees this week. Yeah, we had a lot of uh, a lot of Picard. A lot thoughts. of Picardigans. Um, and uh, we hope you're you're doing uh, well right now. And we hope our uh, we're so glad our meager podcast was of any comfort to we're you. We're so all. glad we prayed that infection out of you and said <laughs> nothing know that to do I don't with it. Think Thank she's you. Um, all right, that's it for the president. <laughs> Captain, we are being hailed. Um, hi, Matt and Andy. I'm really enjoying your rundowns of Picard, even if I seem to enjoy the show more than both of you combined. Uh, but I can't believe you guys missed this Easter egg. Um, we got a lot of hails. About what? Quark? Mott? What was it? Mott. When they went to Free Cloud, <laughs> they showed we don't miss things. We just Mr. Mott's hair emporium right in the middle. I thought you guys would be all over this. Scott Horowitz. We should have been all over it. And, I, you know, that's on me because I knew about it. I saw it and I didn't mention it. And, you know, I'm a big fan. We, I often reference Mott the Barber and he's my favorite Bolian. Uh, and uh, I apologize, everyone. But I just know that I would be getting my hair cut at one of Mott's hopefully many establishments. There was another Bolian that was... There's in a, the program with Crusher, is that correct. right? Yeah, there's a bully. It was, there. was chatty, just like Mott, right? Yeah, yeah. Must be a bullying trait. Yes. Um, just a quick shout out to Bill Blakefield. I forgot his name on a hail. Uh, there you go, Bill. <laughs> you, <got laughs> Andy, you know what you got to know is that anytime you do forget someone, they'll let you know. <laughs> they sure do. And it's okay because, quite frankly, it saves us the trouble of digging. Joel Rosenbaum, uh, who tweeted at us, said, uh, I thought that when uh, Rios. Yep. Uh, refers to seven of nine as eleven or ninety nine. That it was a weird Stranger Things or Get Smart Easter egg, but I'm sure I'm wrong. Uh, eleven ninety nine. Yeah, I don't think that's out of, of the realm of possibility. That that's what popped into Chabon's or whoever was writing that dialogue. That's from his era, I guess. Both Stranger Things and Get Smarter from his era. Uh, Laura. Okay, she gives me the phonetic pronunciation. McCareover. McCareacher. McCareacher. Okay. That's it. Moving on to the next one. <laughs> uh, Grimace. She, Grimace. She, she Wait, did you ask me who my favorite McCharacter is? Oh, no. 
Ah, Hamburglar. He's good too. He's good too. Mayor McCheese also. He runs the city with an iron fist. That Mayor McCheese. Do you get McDonald's anymore? No. I mean, I get it. Like, I understand it. (laughs) No, yeah, that wasn't my question. Uh, I haven't had McDonald's willfully uh, in years. In years. Uh, If I do, and if I do, Andy, Uh my go to order at a McDonald's chicken nuggets. Uh, here's a question. Sweet and sour sauce. Better nuggets, Wendy's or McDonald's? They're very different, but I prefer McDonald's. I prefer Wendy's. I know. There's more chicken in it. Honestly. <laughs> it makes sense that you would. It's better. This is Laura's hell. <laughs> it's objectively better. Honestly, I'm flabbergasted. No, that, subjectively. Sorry. Uh, no, objectively. I, I get those confused right now. Yeah. No, subjectively. You're saying it's it's empirically better. It's, yes, it's it better be by any proven, perspective. Yes, that's objective, except for my own. Yes, um, we treat our subjective opinions as though they're objective truths. Um, Laura says, "I'm so sorry, Laura. <laughs> um, honestly, I'm flabbergasted that y'all get flack for being too negative. Every criticism is a hundred percent valid." Um, can you imagine? I don't know if that's true, but some of them are valid. Can you imagine having an old uh, Star Trek writer helping in the writers' room? Someone with experience who actually knows these characters. What I'd give for Ron Moore to come back, Brandon Braga, even. Wow, even a Braga. Wow, uh, Braga. I don't know if that would help. But don't aren't they? It feels like it's very interesting. It feels like it's spinning at a speed that no one can slow down. I would love to know. How much? I mean, I know that Shaban is one of the showrunners. I would love to know how much of it is a bunch. I of mean, cooks I can in tell you what I know from previous like people who've worked on these shows. Yeah, that it's like anything with a, with the with the showrunner who can throw a wrench into the cog at any time. The works and, uh, well into the cog. I mean, you just throw it on top of the cog. It's going to get into the works. Oh, all right. I mean, no one says it the way I said it, but <laughs> whatever. <laughs> Still valid. I just didn't know what machine you were building. Eh, some sort of windmill. <laughs> uh, I will I will throw my shoes called Sabo <laughs> into the wheel. Hence the term sabotage. Kim Cattrall. Oh. Star Trek VI. Uh, but, yeah, it's, like, it's the kind of thing where... Uh, the showrunner and it's Kurtzman who's the who is basically the head cheese over there and uh, he sort of can if he wants or needs to he can ask for rewrites and, and, and sort of get plots changed to suit the storytelling he's going for or what have you I don't know I, I know that the show is dera- delayed. There's a lot of four influence. weeks, and they threw out ten scripts. Oh, really? Or that would also be Not something. 10. It was like it was. A, it was enough. Yeah. Where um, it was like, oh, they. I hope they get there. Whatever the case, I would be curious. I'm with Laura. I would love to know what. Old, By the way, yeah. I just want to say something. Okay. Regarding Star Trek Discovery and Star Trek Picard on CBS, it is insane <laughs> to me. Yeah, how film-like these things look. In the a good way, effects are insane. Oh, they're so good. Like it is really so crazy. I think they're basically thinking this is this is what big budget movies are going to be now. It's just going to be giant but, but, streaming projects. But like, what? I mean, I don't know how much the show costs, but 
Good God. Must be a lot. Also, the interesting distinction is it's permanent content. Like, it's not... They're not going to try and squeeze out the content uh, in a short period of time, and then they're done. It's like they make the content, and then the content will always be there, and they're going to be yeah, able to resell it. Until so they remove it. Like It will support track. bigger budgets, hopefully. Anyway, uh, Andy Puckett writes, uh, I'm thinking that Gerardi couldn't tell Maddox what she knows because it was shown to her, the Zadvash secret, and she can't put it into words. Maybe because it's in the process of breaking her brain. Oh, was there something to that? A secret so terrible it would... Is that what they said? That does sound familiar. And she certainly seemed to be talking about it in that way. Yeah, and she, she seems, seems to be under broken. great distress. Turns out the only thing that can heal her is some of that Rios dick. <laughs> <laughs> She's really... Uh, She's like... Wants to get it on, then she doesn't want to get it on. She's uh, it's making a lot of... Uh, it, she's really in a, in a state of disarray. Is that correct? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so uh, so who knows what's going on? Uh, David Howe. She doesn't know if she's going to go disarray or dad away. Guys, it's early. <laughs> I hate myself more than you know. <laughs> David's going to Vegas right after this. <laughs> His brain is already well, there. Uh, in fairness, I'm going to edit the podcast. Oh, you're going to do it before it you leave? Post. Yeah, it's going to get posted yeah. today. How the hell else am I going to do it? It's so true. Uh, Dave Howe says, Dear Matt and Andy, your thoughts on the what-if idea that instead of this new made-up organization, the Fenris Rangers, they use some sort of revitalized McKee instead, seems like they hit similar background of vigilantes taking the law into their own hands when Starfleet or the Federation let them down. Especially considering now how Voyager heavy this episode was and Seven's connection to Mm. Chakotay. I don't know. I don't see the Maquis coming back anytime soon. I don't think so. I think... I think you might have proposed that it just be the McKee instead of the Fenris Rangers. Right. Whatever the case. Neil Studd says, uh, I think you missed the biggest new mystery box, a throwaway line about uh, the Mars attack being masterminded by the Conclave of Eight. I remember that. We didn't talk about that? I don't think we did. I thought we talked about that. We talked about the Mars attack. No, but but the Conclave of Eight, it's like, this might have been a fucking phone conversation I was having with somebody. Yeah. Might have been one of these conversations with Bishop. This or is the problem. Like, the you can only do one eight. podcast a month. A the week. Conclave of Eight. What is that? Is that like the eight worst organizations on the on in the in the in the galaxy? Is it like the Section Thirty One? One of the Conclave of Eight. Yeah. Three plus one is four. Four times two is eight. <gasps> the Conclave of Eight is Section Thirty One. You figured it out. <laughs> <laughs> Mystery box open. Uh, he finishes, I'm worried they'll go full Battlestar Galactica to drag out the reveals of who they are. Lore's in there for sure, though, right? Um, it, as one of the Conclave of Eight? Possibly. I, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. Who? Nobody knows. That's the point. And no one's supposed to know until we're supposed to know. Chris Condon writes, mild spoilers for Insurrection, to some extent, I see what Andy is expecting Picard to do when Starfleet accepts his resignation, because that is exactly what he did in Insurrection. When faced with orders, um, he considers immoral. Picard removes his rank pips, gets out of uniform, and leaves to rescue the Baku. Um, As Riker says, no uniform, no orders. That said... I also think we're seeing a story of Picard who, as an admiral, admiral, started to believe his own legend of indispensability. Rejected by Starfleet, he went home to lick his wounds and manage his bruised ego. Dodge is the catalyst for his redemption. I guess I just 
Well, the sheer fucking hubris, you know. I just, I still maintain, I don't, I don't feel like that's in the character Picard I've seen. I'm only up to season five, so you guys may know more than me of TNG. Um, Carrie Ann of the House Mance says, "Please give us your thoughts on not using the original actors for reappearing characters." Thanks. They didn't use the original Maddox, and they didn't use the original Echeb. The original Echeb, that actor, came out um, uh, blasting Anthony Rapp uh, and supporting Kevin Spacey when that happened. Interesting. So I think that's why the original Echeb isn't in there. All right. <laughs> and uh, bad choice. And. Um, <laughs> As far as Maddox is concerned, I haven't heard anything regarding that. I, but part of me feels like, yeah, I really want the, the guy scoop. who played Maddox would have been too old to have a romantic relationship with Allison Pill, so they probably just wanted to skew it a little bit younger. But isn't it accurate to the age progression? Also, I don't know that it seems that much more appropriate anyway. <laughs> but I guess you could get away. I mean, with is it. Allison Pill like mid thirties? Oh, yeah. I guess Allison Pill is older. How old is Rios? He's probably the same age. Yeah. Well, whatever the case. <laughs> I don't know. I wish I knew the ages of people off the top of my head. Andy, I don't. I'm not asking I'll you I'll look to... it up. I'll look up this Maddox guy. Uh, it doesn't... Who played Maddox? Computer? <sighs> computer? Hello, computer? Yes. <laughs> oh, finally. What is it, Matt? How old is the guy who played Bruce Maddox? I'm malfunctioning, Matt. Oh, no. Uh, Computer cannot answer at this time. Reopen the airlock? Just suck me into space? While you're doing that, I'm going to look up, read the last uh, hail from Gilbert Kennan, who says, uh, Your discussion about the characterization of Picard got me thinking that perhaps he is an allegorical Star Trek fan, stunned by his beloved Federation... Uh, has been twisted into darkness by those who ultimately dismiss him and his ideals out of hand. Is this connection between the Romulans and the Borg representative of the subsequent reigns of Rick Berman and Abrams slash Kurtzman? Hmm. I thought that was kind of funny. That Picard is the, the disappointed Star Trek fans. <laughs> uh, Brian Brophy hasn't worked since 2011 and there's no age on him. Uh, maybe they just couldn't get a hold of him. Anyway, there's been uh, a, a ton of hails to us. Uh, we'll have the information for that at the end of the show. Um, if uh, you want uh, Priority One access uh, to the hail bag, uh, join the Patreon. Um and uh, there'll be postings both on the lieutenant's level and the president circle level. Patreon.com forward slash Star Trek TNC. And now we can finally, I think, do what we're doing. Yep. We're going to talk about Picard. Frequencies closed, sir. 36 minutes in after our one minute Star Trek theme intro. <laughs> yeah. We're bad at this, guys. Brevity, not our strong suit. Anyway, we're going to talk about the impossible box, which is uh, fun. It's a. I think you understand just how much it. It's just a, it means everything, you know, because that box that he carries around plus the board cube, you know. Yeah. There's a lot of cubes. Plus Allison Pill's strike cube zone, themes. the impossible box. You know what I'm saying? I'm not. Hey, oh, Andy doesn't support it. I would recast you if I was doing a new Star Trek show with you. <laughs> That's fair. With your character, let me figure out where I can edit. And we are back. 
Uh, just kidding. I'm not going to have time to edit. So, Andy, this starts back uh, with, a, with a flashback, but not a flashback. It's a dream. Yeah. A dream that uh, Soji is having about uh, her house in Seattle. Yeah. But is it her house in Seattle? I don't know. Let's find out. <laughs> you really do know a lot about it. By the way, how funny did you think it was that his name was Ryan? <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't process that. Like, I was just like, Ryan? <laughs> <laughs> That's your Robin. Here I am. It's Ryan. Your name's Ryan. My name is Dave. <laughs> De Have. Your dream. Was it a random creation of the brain or based on actual memory? Not really sure. Perhaps your mother would have some insight. Then you talk to her every night. How do you know that? I hear things. How is that an acceptable answer? Narek. That's why she keeps saying Narek. Narek. And he keeps leaving. That's not my name. It's not my name because he's got the other name. And then this happens where I was like, really? The EMH doesn't come on and tell them what happened? Massive wounds to the head and chest getting into internal bleeding. And there's no record? I mean, I guess she's a genius and found a way to erase it. His heart just couldn't take it. Minimally, the image. By the way, they did not bother to put the visual effects on his face for the flashback. Oh, interesting. Keep him stable, but his... Andy, watch. Remember what he looked like when he was dying in the other episode? Yeah. Was it the same shot, though, or was this before the uh, shot? Seems like it would have been a waste to not just... I think they repeat just, the footage. This is hard for you. I bet the effects weren't done. This thing was edited. That shot was never marked for VFX. And you it think just it was went out. I just think it was a, a clerical mistake. error. Yeah, I do. Thousand percent. That's thousand, how confident I am. Thousand percent is so much. That's, what, that's how confident I am in my guess. <laughs> so much more than a hundred. <laughs> Harder than I could have imagined. You said, uh, Bruce told you the other one's on the artifact. Uh, yes. He called her Sochi. What artifact? Maybe that's none of my business. I should outbutt. Uh, not at all, Outbutt. The artifact is an abandoned Very Borg data-y. cube. Borg, like seven of nine? No, uh, uh, not like her at all. Bruce said that he created Daj and Soji to find out the truth behind the ban. Why send her there? How do you even know she's still alive? We don't. Which is why we have to get there as quickly as possible. But you're not looking forward to it. Looking forward to it? No. No. Not at all. It's kind of how some of us feel around here watching this. <laughs> uh, oh, he does get a little shade of uh, first contacty here when he's like... Troll. Gets a little angry. Maybe they've changed. Little changed. animated here. The Borg. They coolly assimilate entire civilizations, entire systems, in a matter of hours. They don't change. They metastasize. I mean... And the line should have been drawn there. (laughs) Yeah? Having just watched uh, the Hugh episodes of TNG, Mm -hmm. um, it did strike me that it's odd he's saying they don't change. Because Hugh changed. 
Yes, but then after that, he still, you know, he had that uh, first contact situation. Yeah, it's like he but wasn't the, the Borg, hu- and it wasn't was it the first contact situation sort of really just a a a, a callback to um, you know the best of both worlds situation, which was after the Hugh situation, yeah, which was, was before was, the Hugh situation. But it was after the Hugh situation that first contact happened. I guess that's why I'm saying. So Maybe then it was clear to him when first he was, contact is weird. <laughs> no, I think it was clear to him when he was killing ensigns yeah. that had already been fucking or Lieutenant Lynch when he pulls the Borg nano probe out of his gut after he shoots him in the holodeck. Yeah, and he goes, "This was Ensign Lynch," and he's like, "Trust me, I did him a favor." Yeah, that's post Hugh. I know. So what I'm saying is like, I guess I'm I saying. think he had hope and then first contact made him lose the hope that the board would ever change. You know what I'm saying? But why did it make him lose hope? What do you mean? Well, well, he goes and sees what it did to the collective, right? With yes. the, with that lore episode. Right. That two parter. Yeah. And then. So you're saying then, the, the, the two parter then had him be like, Oh, they'll just fall apart. If, it th- it's it seems that this collective of Borg has fallen apart, and I guess this is just a function of that. There's a bunch of one-off stories in TNG, and so then well, they're trying. You can't to... really call it a one-off because I Borg, and then a bunch of episodes later they go back to it. Right where he so was then returns. it is part of an arc. So then if that's and then the case... that arc continues into First Contact. The next time TNG crew encounters the Borg is when they're going for Earth. Yeah. I guess I'm just saying, I feel like they play both sides of the... And you can argue that that's how sort of trauma works, but playing both sides of him being, you know, he's had this face-to-face and this real relationship with a Borg in Hugh and seen that they're able to change and then also has flipped back to well, being like, think, all Borg must die. I think he's individually, they can change. Yeah. But as he says, the Borg do not change. Right. He's because he's saying the, the mass. Yeah. Right. And I guess also later in the episode, he's, he's, he's impressed with the level. I think that's actually probably a little bit of trying to address what I'm saying. That yeah, he says, and I think I'm they get that lip service for sure. That you're, you're able to change this many back on this scale, mm-hmm. I think is. Search for the following new key words. The artifact treaty. The Borg. So, Andy, what did you find annoying about this? Scene. The um, what? What would? Is this a ready? Yeah, here it is. This is the most annoying thing about this scene to me. Okay, who took this picture? Worf. <laughs> well, Riker. I, Why is the view screen visible in it? Is my question. I don't mind that. Like the Enterprise view screen records everything. It that's sees. what I was going to say. No problem. But why is the floor of the bridge and the view screen in it? That's a photograph from... That's the floor of the bridge. That's the bottom of the view screen on the Enterprise-D. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, that's a flaw. So that, to me, is like... You couldn't just edit... You should just crop it. Yeah. <laughs> just crop the fucking photo. Well, that's somebody... The, only someone who had your familiarity with the uh, with the shape of that view screen would uh, spot that. I disagree. I think everyone... Well, I don't know. I hope everyone's... that Every Star Trek nerd is going to... I thought it was just masking. I didn't think it was... Uh, no, that's the... Uh, that's the Enterprise D's view screen. That makes sense.
Also, he's not touching the correct side of his face. <laughs> what do you mean? He's touching the... <laughs> so, the look, the way plants. we're looking at it right now yeah. is the way that it was seen on TNG. So, the 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 eye, the laser eyepiece thing oh, is see. on that side, right? <laughs> so image would be He's flipped. having trauma for the wrong side of his face. Maybe that's what he's feeling for. Wait a minute. This was on the other side of my face. It's also like, I don't get this whole, why would you ever want a clear view screen? Yeah. You know what I mean? Why do you want to see what's behind the screen? Don't you just... Uh, whatever. <laughs> You're saying for this Just saying for hologram? technology as a yeah, whole. No, I don't it's understand. just like, yeah. you kind of would... I don't know. So people can walk up behind it and have a conversation with you? Okay. But he's having more information on his face, I decided. that. Thank you. Because he's looking at it the other way. All right. So... Look, if someone out there could help, help me figure out why <laughs> why no one's paying attention to details on this show. Matt, they're doing the best they can. What details? The nerdiest ones possible that only nerds would notice. <laughs> well, I think there's a reason that no one is. Those are the fans. Yeah. Fans like you. Ah, we, I am the worst kind of fan. Think. I don't know if you're the worst kind. I feel like the worst kind sometimes. Okay. I'm not going to get involved with your fight with yourself now. Uh, Did I wake you? He likes football. Can I sleep? Of course he does. His name is Chris Rios. Yep. By the way, I want to say, if this was TNG 1987 through 1992... They would have put weird hologram stickers on that soccer ball to make it a future soccer ball, <laughs> which I think would have been stupid. That's a really good point. There is more of just like, just keep it. Unnecessary. Yeah. Yeah. In space. He probably also would have been doing it in a special future soccer. Yeah. Like hologram room. Holodeck room. How about a drink? Also, I'd like to say no scarring from his titanium, tritanium thing. Like, why wouldn't he have a scar there? Because he told the EMH to not heal it. Oh, yeah. I just feel like whoever's doing continuity there is dropping the ball left and right. This is nitpicking essentials with Matt Myra. Welcome to nitpicking. That's fair. This does not affect the overall enjoyment of the show. It's just nitpicks. Thank you. You're welcome. In fairness to the continuity people, often they're overruled. I know I overruled them. Yeah, you overrule them by saying what? No one's going to care. Yes. Except for Matt Myra. That's what I usually say. You know, if you want to talk about it or tell me anything, I'm here. I love it as future cargo shorts. I feel good about my choices now. I never slept with the captain of anything before. So this sort of this this thing you hated the sort of like flirtation you felt like wasn't working. I didn't I didn't say it work. wasn't working. I liked the oh I, I, last week I didn't yeah. like it. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. Okay, so my question was, do does it at all? Yes, this week it worked better for me. Does it pay out? Do you feel like the uh, the previous one works better now or? No, I feel like they were they were trying to set it up because they sort of realized they got to this and it didn't 
add up. And so then they maybe added or reverse added in those little cute flirty moments. And I don't, I don't buy the cute flirty moments. I kind of, I feel like the implied thing is she's going through some shit. And so she's, she's just sort of reaching out to him to soothe herself. Um, And I buy that. And so I kind of would almost like less of the pre-coy flirtation and have it just yeah. be, it doesn't have to do with that. But theoretically, if you're saying that like her mind is slowly being broken, the yeah. start of it, I guess, would be a coy, I don't know. You're, with, you're, what with, you're saying is valid. Would the beginning of a, coy, of, a, of a coy flirtation be an indication of a mind being broken? I don't know. I'm going to ask these writers. <laughs> You'll break it. I never understood your fascination with this toy. It's not a toy. It's a tool. What's the matter? Nothing. But you, you, just, you just went to your, you did this motion. Why would you make a thing like this? Well, I don't she, know if she, like she came to the window. Need, does she need me? Does she need me? No, oh, I just went. I don't know why she was there. <laughs> oh, I didn't. Dory just looked in the. Window. I wasn't. I wasn't pointing out that you made a physical motion to our audience. I was wondering if my wife needed me and I didn't see. Well, what? Why don't we? Stop? But what you're saying is. She did not. She did not. She peeked in, and that well, was Well, Andy, I, I appreciate your observations because I missed it. I just saw that. I just saw a hand what with keys go by. <laughs> okay. The only thing it ever made me think. Of. Guys, in case you're wondering, we're recording in a glass cube, <laughs> at a at a compound. Uh, people walking around outside all uh, the time. It is weird. It's like our own reclamation project, except nothing is being reclaimed. Stop. Not our youth. I'm making progress. Nothing. Are you? It's admirably well concealed. Let me ask you about this. Any 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 thoughts on the Narek and his lady sister situation? It's is it making any more sense to you? Is it making less sense to you? It makes the same amount of sense to me. Which yeah, is, they established what it was in the last episode, which is they're trying to find the homeworld of the the yes. people or the other ones, the other. Which also like since are they going to show up and go? Oh, the Talshar already destroyed this place because that's what Bruce Maddox says. Oh, I didn't catch that. He did. Yeah, they destroyed Talshiar. Destroyed my lab. Oh, the lab. I assumed that there was another place that he had grown or sent a bunch of synths to. Oh, live. I did not. I think it's going to be a planet of synths all interacting and living with each other in some utopia or some horrible wasteland. Probably utopia. Freakish android babies. That sounds fun. I'd watch that show. Android babies. Sure. Uh, Don't activate them. Including the location of the homeworld. So now, keep sharing her bed. Endlessly fidgeting with her until she pops open like that stupid box. The key to opening the Tanshikram is taking the time to understand what's keeping it closed. Listen. Move each piece ever so slightly and then once you're sure. It's uh it's the same scene. It's the same scene over and over again. It really is because no information's coming out. I guess this time they did make it clear that they want act to the home world. But that was in the previous episode. I mean, I guess, yes, when they see the the location, then you know that they're looking for the homeworld. But 
or some location. Yeah, because up to this though. point, it felt like they were looking for his lab. Mm. No, and like the way they're it was talking, this yes, they were the looking for quote talking, others of her. Yeah, the way they're talking, it does. They do make it sound like there's a fuck ton of Sojis out there. Right. That's my vibe, anyway, on it. I like your vibe, bro. Thanks, bro. ...for how to access a restricted Romulan research facility on a Borg cube crawling with Tal Shiar without authorization. Also, without dying. I have been giving it some thought, and I believe... I was thinking we could pose as scientists, given my qualifications. It won't work. If the Romulans don't recognize she got me the moment that I said... Absolutely. <laughs> I wish I had an air horn. <laughs> Put off this ship, the Borg will. The Collective do not forget one of their own. The only safe way to access the cube is... Except for this one guy, Bill. Now, Bill was very forgetful. <laughs> and once uh, Everyone on the Borg sit cube, down. <laughs> Wait. By being perfectly open. That is the co-op Malat way. Kisat Tedrock. The obvious tension between you makes me uneasy. <laughs> that was a great use of it. I find they're few and far between. Reclamation project. It maintains its independence by treaty. If I can get Federation diplomatic credentials as an envoy to the project, then the Romulans will be forced to let me meet with the director or risk an incident with the Federation. But if the director doesn't want to meet with you? I know him. And I think he will. Remind me why the Federation would do this for you. They are not doing it for me. Okay, okay, all right, just back off. I mean, what a bender she was on. She really was. She's got... Uh, This off-camera bender of hers was out of control. She's got a bottle. She's got her snake vape. She's got a bottle of... uh, What what do you think? Whiskey? Whiskey? I assume. And she's halfway through it. Yeah. (laughs) And she's... And she's... Vaping. Sorry, trilling. (laughs) Also, by the way, I feel like in this period of time, yes, let's call it the twenty. I don't know, third century. Okay. No, twenty (laughs) fifth, fourth. Sorry, fourth. Um. That's, the, e- that's equal the, to my uh, my data mistake. <laughs> cut in many out. ways, it is. Uh, you were just reading the word. No, but I I should know. I should yeah, know. but like you I know. should have that drilled into my brain at this point. Brent Spiner thought it was data until he heard Patrick Stewart say to the table read. So that's then it became true. data. So don't mm-hmm. worry about it. Um, but uh, nobody, don't worry about twenty third century. Thanks, pal. <laughs> this is a new forgiving of our stupidity. We do them in the morning. Uh, <laughs> The, uh, I feel like you can, like, you know how you can do, like, liquid IV and you won't feel a hangover as bad? Yeah. I feel like there's something, some hypo spray they can give her that will just sober her up immediately. Well, this is the other question. Wasn't the, uh, synthahol? Yeah. Wouldn't it give you the effects of being drunk, but then you could just shake it off immediately? Yeah, but synthahol... Why isn't she just doing that? Synthahol doesn't, uh, people who like to drink really like to drink don't don't want synthahol in the same way that the arguments about replicators and food yes interesting and there is still real liquor out there no problem there obviously picard makes his living making wine mm. um but i just feel like there should be like 
the EMH should come down and give her a liquid IV. This is how the wine is how he became a very rich man in the economyless future. Computer requesting subspace relay through Comnet for using my cri- cri- cryptonym to the following. Commander Raphaela Musiker. Emmy. You I should have screened that call. Oh, come on. You can't get rid of me. I know where all your bodies are buried. Ancient history. What do you need? Uh, ow. What, so I only call you when I need something? Or when you're lipped and feeling sentimental? Oh, listen, babe. I need some diplomatic credentials. Not for me. For Jean-Luc Picard. Picard? You working with him again? Mm-hmm. Where's he going? To the artifact? Haha. Seriously, where is he going? No, they have this uh, Borg reclamation project going. I guess JL needs to meet with the director. It's kind of a little personal mission he's on. I wish I could help Rafi, but this is one that I just can't do. Access is for scientific research. What do you think of the uh, little oboe in the background? I don't think it's helping this scene. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think it's... It's indication that this is really clever and crafty. It's not convincing me. And light and fun. Yeah. Only. The Romulan angle makes it a very dicey proposition. The Picard clapping at the end really, really rings forced to me. The Romulans are in a 250-year bad mood. It would mean a lot to the Admiral. Like I said, I wish I could help uh-huh no no i hey i understand this is like the perfect opportunity to have brought in war for something oh yeah and just like, some old well i assume they're yeah. saving all of them for but it like feels like i don't seven think we'll, of, I don't seven think or we'll, nine like reveals i don't think we'll ever see war from this season maybe next probably season. not yeah uh but like i just feel like they should have it should have been like uh, open a Haley frequency and then it's like crusher or something yeah or shelby that would be great. Shelby should be. And on. Shelby just says no. Shelby and should be out. on the task force. This Borg task. Oh, force. totally. It's just it might be a little awkward when we show up there in about three hours from now. What? I'm sending my location. Wait, Rafi. Who authorized you to even be out there? I mean, you know Picard. Every part of that guy that's not ego is rampaging id. Okay, <laughs> listen to me very carefully. I like that line. And I also like the line. He's probably still on the brochure. <laughs> That's funny. You turn around immediately. Do not proceed. It's too late. If you go out there without permission, it's technically an act of war. I know. I know. And even if you guys deny involvement, the Romulans are never going to buy it, right? I mean, Picard's so Federation, his face is still probably on the damn brochures. Which is why I'm giving you this heads up. Look, we do this proper diplomatic mission. Such a long scene. letter of credence. To illustrate that, that she's, she's good at like her job. Work the system? That she's good at her job, I think. You could have got like, a shortcut it, of this. Is she so only fast. good at her job when she's drinking? What are you telling me? Yeah. She's, are you telling me, you're like. You're just burning so much real estate on this scene. Well, it's a 55 minute episode instead of 44. That doesn't. You got, you got Patrick Stewart. So they took out some I more, just don't understand. They took out some more real estate. Yeah, you got <laughs> Patrick They bought Stewart. a little more land for the scene. Ugh. Disruptor Cannon Emmy? Hey, I mean. I'm still planning on drinking myself to death. Twenty-four hours, in and out. And Rafi, I'm saying this as an old friend. 
never call me again. So she's really good at talking talking around things. She understands protocol. Uh, and then we go back to the board cube for another scene with these two. Um, I assume it's going to be a theme that comes up that he's using her. Who is Picard? Is using Raffi. He basically made her come on this mission. He sort of emotionally maneuvered her into doing this, and he sees that she's falling apart. But is it? Is it going to be something where he's like, I knew the second I saw you, you needed to be back out here. I knew that if you weren't, if you're just sitting, at, sitting on that rock, you were not going to be That's reasonable. a full person. That scene certainly doesn't have that, that subtext. That scene has like, she's, he's like just using her to get the thing while he's, she's clearly in a bad state. But it it's possible like that in the long run, it's genuinely, like, just get back in the... Yeah, get back in the, the saddle. Yeah, uh, but it genuinely felt like he was playing that like he was actually in awe and impressed by what she was doing. He was also looking down, sort of when she's like dropping the drink and. Yes, he yeah, should have. This this should have been Picard. That brings takes her, into her this, back. Yeah, takes her back and and puts her to sleep. Yeah. And then, you know, it would have been more interesting for me if Picard found out she had a son. Yeah. And maybe he didn't even know that. Right. Uh, and then uh, we get the scene where Soji's... Soji now knows that her mother... Is a fake out. Is a fake out. And uh, here we go. My mom's just a video game. Ballad for Admiral Picard and... Oh, and she'll not be renewed. We have to stay on the show. Season two. Mm-hmm. Should not be renewed. Oh, they've already been renewed, though. Oh, you yeah. look disappointed. No, relieved. She's disappointed, though, right? There's another example of dialogue. You look disappointed. No, relieved. Why did you say you look you look relieved? And have her say why. That's an excellent point. <laughs> <laughs> That's a way better couplet. Did you too? Specific theme in coordinates. You look disappointed. No, really. I don't think I could ever see myself <laughs> typing that. You look disappointed. No, really. It's very odd. <laughs> Boss, I'll come with you. You heard. In the Raffi scene, she's upset about the kid again. We already saw her. We know what she feels about the kid. And also, we know why she's drinking already. Yes, but also, like, again, that's why I think it should have been Picard. It would have been a more interesting scene, I think. Because I'm yeah. more interested in Picard's history with yeah, Raffi totally than, than Rios' right, history and how it's Raffi. affecting her. And yeah. to have him make... give the speech that you're sort of basically saying, like, you got to get yeah, you got to get it together. This is your opportunity. You know, when you were talking to Starfleet and getting those credentials, I saw the young lieutenant right. that I was the old to be view. my first officer. Yeah. Is that clear? I do, by the way. I enjoy that he uh, he ends up ignoring Picard and going down there. <laughs> I like that too, but I don't like that he leaves it behind. That seems completely nonsensical to me. Oh, but I think that next episode we'll see Raffi and Rios beam him aboard. I'm pr- I assume you're Cut right. through the shields or something yeah, yeah. and beam him aboard. Or, you know, Hugh hides him out and then brings him to the same portal. Yeah. That's the other thing is why didn't Hugh just beam him somewhere else? 
Uh, well, Hugh needed him. He's trying to lock out the thing. Hugh needed him to help him protect that room. Right. And then also to help him um, fend off the guards that were coming. Yeah. Which I guess is one and the same. You know, it's another example, though. Then we're kind of tied to the to the reclamation project. And it's like, it's cool. It's a board cube. It's got a lot of potential for cool things on it. But story-wise, it feels like we want to move forward with where Picard and um, and and uh, Soji go next. My question to you, Andy, is yes. how many days does it feel like this? How many in-world days does this feel like this show has been taking place? That's a good question. Maybe a week? Right? Week and a half. So in that sense, it's like, I don't, if I think about it enough, yeah. <laughs> it feels like it's been like a week of time. And this feels like also like okay, these are some these are this is this is a lot to happen in a week. Yeah. And then I get less mad at it. <laughs> you're, you're but saying, if this was six weeks of in, if, if you if and this I was six experienced weeks, this in a week, you'd be like, that'd be a lot of stuff that happened in a week. Yes. Yeah, but that's not the way the TV or movies work. You gotta you cut it down to the interesting parts. Well, unless you're watching Twenty Four. Even in 24, they didn't cut it down. Well, I would say they didn't cut it they down. Cut out, they cut out 16 minutes every hour because they had commercial breaks. Have I told you I watched the first season of 24 in 24 hours? Oh, no. That sounds like something uh, an idiot would do. Yeah. <laughs> that, is, that is exactly how it turned out. And were you like, I think I'm it never doing It might have contributed to my marriage breaking up. <laughs> Halfway through, she's like, we're not really doing the whole thing. I'm like, yes, we are. That's very Andy of you. <laughs> Pretty awful. You? <laughs> the amount of times they restack what happened 10 minutes ago is unbelievable if you watch it that way. <laughs> I didn't believe it. Until now. Welcome to the Borg Reclamation Project. I don't know what you're doing here, but I'll help you any way I can. Oh, I'll take a friendly face. <laughs> I think he I think that moment for me my f- initial reaction was that's too jovial for Picard to be in that moment but that's then what I but thought. then I also was the later scene I think helped me with that moment where I just was like I think he really does now feel like Hugh and what he did was the right decision I think he's lived with that sort of guilt. What aspect? The guilt of like, I could have stopped all the Borg. Oh, I see. You know what I mean? But I didn't. And for what? And now he sees Hugh, and Hugh has reclaimed more of his humanity and is an individual and is trying to do good work. And I think that sort of bolsters Picard's feelings about... Hopelessness. He feels that he gets more hope in that moment. I think, and I think that chuckle and that giggle in that moment is that—that's what that's saying. Uh, but only in repeat viewing. <laughs> right. I think that's fair. I think all the things you're saying to me make the later reactions to what he's accomplished on the, re- in the on the reclamation project cube uh, make more sense in that moment. I guess because I don't was his. Was his worry really wasn't really about Hugh and what would happen to Hugh? No, it was about, it was more about the collective. Yeah. So, and he'd hoped that it would make more of an impact towards 
getting those individuals freed. Yeah. Um, but I think also I think I think, there's a lot, that I think there's a lot happening he's very, at the moment. I really it's very it. traumatic that he's going back to a Borg cube. Yes. And that's why he's saying this this friendly face is so important to him. How can you stand it? Why would you choose to live here? Project needed a director. At least as a citizen of the Federation, I can leave at any time. Unlike all the other XPs on this cube. XPs? Former Borg. That's what we call ourselves. A new name can be the first step to a new identity. I learned that on the Enterprise all those years ago. That guy's bald. I'm going to look down. <laughs> it's embarrassing. I love the the guy later. That's like, look cutest? Look cutest? Is that you? you? Oh my god, I can't believe you're here! Hey, remember Bill? <laughs> oh my god, Bill. Not for cutest. All that is long behind you. Thank you. You... You're right. It was a very long time ago. Tell me how I can help. I'm looking for someone. Um, appearance. Human. From Earth. She may be engaged in some research here. Her name is Soji. Dr. Soji Asha? Yes. I take it she's in serious danger. What? Why would you ask that? Hunch. Finally, a logical question asked by a character in the show. Yeah, <laughs> literally, right. like the only time in the show that someone says something, and finally someone goes, "Why would you say that?" Yeah, and his reasons are sound. <laughs> yes, and he's—it's good performance, also. Something about her, something about you, coming this far to this place, and something about the dashing young Romulan spy who showed up two weeks ago, pretending not to be asking questions about her. Can you take me to her now? Everything. So, uh, Narek's like, look, you're obviously remembering something. I have to get you to this Romulan fun zone <laughs> where you can do anything you want in the fun zone. <laughs> the yoga room. Oh, I wanted to get the... Uh... What is this place? Where our patients come to recover after the trauma of the reclamation procedure. I would never have believed that assimilation could be undone on this scale. And by Romulans, no less. What an awkward situation. He's like half grinning at people. Hello, how are you? That guy gets uh, some of his eye back. He gets happy about it. I feel like they would have had better processes for fixing people's faces in the future. Well, you never know what the Borg technology does to healing factor. I don't know. (laughs) Some kind of plastic surgery or something? Seems Soji called in today. Let's see if we can go find Maybe it's important that they leave the scarring. Like for psychological reasons. Or maybe they've lost interest in plastic surgery. They've evolved evolved past it. That was good, Andy. Thanks. You're finally learning. Although that doesn't seem to add up because of exactly situations like this. <laughs> yeah, I got you coffee. 
Also, you owe me two strips of latinum. Twins still alive. <laughs> Bullshit. Fact. Picard checked in. I thought that was a safe bet. So they just had a side bet going. Why? Because you're a terminal pessimist? No. Why keep her alive? Jr. killed Dodge. They went after Maddox on Free Cloud. They know what she looks like. They have to be on to her. Why keep her alive? They must need her for something. Uh, what? Who is this for? This information. <laughs> the dumb audience. But the dumb audience already knows it. Our need from a synth. You know what it is? It literally, it literally is explicitly said four scenes earlier. You're absolutely correct. I feel like it's it's not playing characters at the top of their intelligence. Also, um, I mean, I understand she's figuring it out, but it's like have her figure it out faster and in another context where the rest of the story is moving forward. Even then, it would or be have her figure exposition. it out before the audience knows it that she's looking for. They're looking for the home realm. That's also a really good point because she's been fucking digging into this for, you know, decades. Yeah. And also, I think that she probably knows more than, she, or rather, we will come to find she knows more than she's letting on. Or even like she knows information that she didn't even think was relevant, like because she's been looking at this conspiracy right. for so long. Totally. She has so much information in her head. Um, but it's like they should have, I think they should have, that scene should have played out. Uh, before we find out that Narek and Narek's sister are deliberate, like we're looking for the home world, like because we say that they say that, right? And then four scenes later, she says that, right? And it's and then it's the audience yelling, "Welcome to the story!" <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> like it's like the kind of suspense that like you would have on The Sopranos when you'd be like, "When is Tony going to find out Big Pussy has been?" Uh, wearing a wire, you right. know? It's like, well, the audience knows that. And Except there's no, the tension, there's no tension, tension here, yeah. though. Right. Because <laughs> it's not like, oh, shit, what's going to happen when Raffi finds out they're looking for the home world? Yeah. <laughs> it's just plot. You know what? It, it it's. I'm not saying this adds up. <laughs> this is a big impossible. I'm not, I'm not wrong about this. She's saying they must need her for something else. She doesn't say anything that implies they're about to kill her, right? No, correct. And that's what would have created the kind of big pussy situation you're talking about. If she said, if she said something like, "Yeah, it would have been they must still clock. need her," unless you know they are about to not need her for some reason. So, yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. We'll pitch uh, which on would it. have been completely weird. But yeah, uh, but basically, then that would have set up. Oh, they're about to kill her because they might not need her. I guess it's implied, but it's yeah. not. God. It's not clear dramatically. Ninvrakesh. She's with me. This guy does some, some top-notch specific acting in this scene. The guard. That was an wasn't that like a Mac error sound? <laughs> Sorry about that. First things first. Remove your boots. Because we're gonna knock him. I mean, I'm gonna kill you. I mean, uh. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, just take out the boots. 
So in this Romulan uh, meditation chamber, she's going through a guided meditation to remember her dream. Uh, and all the while is being surveilled by his sister. Okay. Creepy. Try grounding. Jessica says it's beautiful. I kind of feel like eh, it's a room with a bunch of candles. Oh, she says it regarding the physical room that she yes. says. <laughs> it's a room with some candles and uh, some hanging mats. Yeah. My hair is cold. I'm sweating. Good. Now the key to the Zelma is realizing that you're in control. Your mind. Your dreams. You must feel free to explore it in any way that you please. Do you feel like it is being plotted like a book? I find myself often frustrated by these kinds of books where it's like, here's this, and we don't know what it is. And then here's this, and we don't well, know what it is. And then here's this, and we don't know what it is. You know what it is? Like, and then later they get to move Like, forward. if you read, like, when I read Dory's book for the first time, my wife wrote a novel called Start Up a Novel, available wherever books are sold. Go ahead and order a copy. But, like, I was inter- I was fascinated by the way she wrote each chapter where it was... You got to the end of the chapter, and, it, and they all, every chapter ended like, <sighs> flip the page. Like right. it's like I gotta see what right the page turner element. Yes, yes, and that is exactly what these feel like. Yeah, because it's like if you take any one chapter of one of those books, where like they're real, they're, that they're beautiful. They're to be enjoyed as one entity. Yeah, but they're to be enjoyed when you choose. Yes, when you turn the page and when you don't. Also, I think that the dramatic tension thing is 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 the heart of it in that like Stephen King being the the ultimate version of what you're saying successful version of it you really are gripped by oh I want to know what that is I think that's what all of Lost is built on Stephen King and and that that style of storytelling and in each of these scenes it's just like alright <laughs> I, I, I'm moving forward because I like Star Trek but uh yeah We also spend a lot of time exploring her fucking room that we just saw earlier in the episode. We know what happened. Yeah, but now Picard's seeing it. Cut into it is minimally. What do you mean? This is where we cut into it. Who is she? There's no time. Who is she? There's no time. You must find her, Hugh. Please. Start with him picking up the picture. She's not on the queue. That's not possible. Unless someone has concealed her. Someone with boyish good looks. Uh, I'm in pieces. I'm, I'm a doll. Look up through the skylight now. What do you see? I see two red moons, dark as blood and, and lightning. So much lightning. That's not dark as blood. <laughs> That's where they find out she doesn't see color the same way humans do. <laughs> Tell the art department to make them darker. Narek. 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 This is reminiscent of the uh, Nemesis device with the Thaleron radiation that they left in the Senate. Yeah, it is. Intentional reference to that bad movie. I think they love a good box. Yeah. 
It's just that she hates artificial scents, and that is a uh, rose. <laughs> <laughs> Essential oils. <laughs> oh God! It's a pyramid scheme. I don't, don't want to sell these. <laughs> I don't want to sell these and pay up. <laughs> Jesus. Can't knock over the candles, the beautiful candles. Why don't she jump out the roof with the windows or just punch through the glass? I guess I assume it's some kind of reinforced. Yeah, I think it's also probably just transparent aluminum yeah, or some shit. But it seems like also equally hard to go this way. I thought she was going to jump up and through the two. That's, that's what, what I thought. I thought. Yeah. Uh, mislead, you know? Yeah. Now she went down. She, she really, she was, it's a real surprise. <laughs> I'm shocked she went down. Activated. You, you must take me Also, if the plan is killer, why not just do the acid thing or something? Yeah. Immediately kill her. Yes, extremely dangerous. Straight ahead. Locutus? Out of our way, please. So Barry? <laughs> <laughs> we'll, talk, we'll catch up later. <laughs> I don't I, have your number. I thought you died at Wolf 359. <laughs> no, no. I, you I, made it out? Yeah. That's great. That's great. Hey, you, Jim's still around? <laughs> Jim? Yeah, you remember Jim? Oh, yeah. He was the other guy that operated the transwarp conduits. No, Jim was disintegrated. Oh, uh, bummer. 359, yeah. huh? Yeah, 359. Oh, that was on us. I'll see you later. Take care. Good luck with whatever you're doing. I do wish that there was some sort of thing that would kick in if she saw Picard. You know uh, what I mean? Yeah. That like some familiarity situation where if she saw Picard, the failsafe was he's he's friendly. It felt like. I mean, it didn't exactly happen with Dodge, but Dodge sort of had all this information downloaded to him about Picard. It would certainly have been a shortcut she went that to, as soon as she's activated, all the information about Picard. Oh, it is? Right, because she, she was like... Uh, well, like no, wait, it was the, the mom. Find, find the mom Picard. told her to find Picard, didn't it? Didn't yes, she? but she was... she. It tripped for her when she saw him on the news. Oh, yeah. Or something. Well, whatever, whatever it was, I case, thought it was her like... You could have shortcutted this yeah. in some form. Sochi? Do you know me? My name is Jean-Luc Picard. I'm a friend of a friend of your father's. And your sister came to see me wanting my help, but I couldn't help her. Please, Sochi, let me help you. Do you know what's happening to me? I do. Let me explain. Romulans, lots of them. Hugh, can you get us out of here? This way. I really oh. liked uh, Hugh being so helpful and... Yeah, it's great. Good at his... Borgdom job and a really great performance. Sometimes, if you kind of swing back to someone this this late in the game, the performance is weird, or they've you know, yeah, it doesn't feel like the same character yeah. at and all. He really, he really had it, and he and the and the the dynamic between him and Picard is really nice. It's just really great. I like I how grateful he is. Yeah, and, he's and it makes fighting. sense. And you know what? I will say it really is. Uh, touching uh, the way they sort of are implying all these people have gone through this and and Picard can you know it's it's giving uh, Picard some other other people that have gone through the same thing that he's gone through and um, and seeing them sort of get to the other side of it uh, it is it's a really nice thing it's weird that it's kind of interspersed with all this Romulan like use of them yeah but um, which is still sort of unclear as we as you you illustrated earlier, it is it is still vague, you yeah. know, like what they're doing. And I my be, my best guess is what I said earlier, but um, 
I do like this scene in the cube. This is the queen cell. I remember, even though you've never been here before. Yes. Same here. It's all just there. Like this, I like this Borg tech advancement. Yeah, of all this stuff that kind of forms out of the walls and stuff like that. You know, like when we saw the walls moving earlier. Totally agree. It was really just like, what design. do these walls even do? Yeah. And it felt like weird. Right. Seeing it in context of this room, I'm like, oh, now I get it. It's the Borg that sort of technology for that wall that was a little unstable, so that was still doing that. But, like, you come to this room and you see what that uh, technology was doing when it was operating at full capacity. It sort of makes sense from a design perspective in the same way that um, Elkars? Yeah. That Elkars do in the sense that it's just like, well, if you're Borg, you wouldn't need labels, you wouldn't need colors, you wouldn't need buttons. You know what every panel is. You know where everything is, yeah. But also, like, it is weird that Borgs need buttons because they would be connected to everything all the time anyway. That's but it would make for so very, they would, why would, would they even need panels? Yeah, correct. <laughs> but it would also make for very boring scenes. <laughs> Just a bunch of Borgs sitting there. I'm, I'm currently trying to open up a portal. What are you doing? No, no, I'm, I'm doing the thing. They, you know what I mean? <laughs> uh, we're all can, you, come on. Oh, there it is. Go ahead, step in there. <laughs> this one is from after your time. A spatial trajector. The Borg acquired the technology after assimilating Sicarians. Its use was reserved for the Queen in the event of an emergency. Aren't Sakarians from Marvel? Aren't, isn't Sakar? No, it's the planet they go to. Oh, I thought you were going to say the um, the place with the disaster. No, that's Sokovia. Sokovia. But I feel like Sakar is a planet in Marvel, and I, I hope this is an Easter egg. <laughs> Sakarans. Yeah, Sakar. Sakarans. That's what he just said. He said Sakarians. Okay, but what are the Sakarans? Sakarans known as... Uh, oh, known as the Sakarians. <laughs> are a sentient insectoid race native to the planet of Sakar, which they share with a large number of stranded individuals. And do you remember how they got to Earth? They opened a portal. Oh, wow. They had the portal technology. Oh, do we think that's an so Easter egg? So this feels like it's a... It's a it's a weird nod to Marvel. Like, listen. We acquired the technology after assimilating Sicarians. Its use was reserved for the Queen in the event of an emergency. It has a theoretical range of forty thousand light years. Weird. Raffi, we found a way to get off the cube, but we have to go now. By the way, here's a question for you: When he touched his com badge, yeah. which has the. Uh, Rios's ship's logo on it. Okay. Do you think that he got to pick that it sounded like a old communicator badge, like a <laughs> like a ringtone selection he did? I think he spent hours on I it. I think he was like, hmm, hmm, hmm. Yes. Rendezvous. Where are you going? Nepenthe. Rios. Do you know it? Sure, but so are they doing that? No, just meet us there, so that they are not in danger on Rios's ship. Like, why don't they just beam up to Rios's ship? Like is Rios in oh, I think danger? They're, I think they're trying to just get away as fast as they can. Right. As far and fast as they can. Yeah. I, 
thought he was going to go to Earth. Uh, well, I guess he, f- he figures she was already in danger on Earth. So he's trying to pick some place. It's unclear think of. if she was ever on Earth. Well, when Dodge was on Earth. Yeah, but it's the last place they'd look. <laughs> you know what I mean? Let's not make this plot more complicated, man. But I'm just saying, <laughs> pretend I'm one of these characters. I'm like, you're going to Earth? I'm like, yeah. But they already know. They already killed a sister there. Exactly why they're not going to look for her. It's certainly dialogue you would expect to hear <laughs> on the show. Where's the kid? I wish he. I wish he popped up from behind yeah, the. Console. I'm here. <laughs> yeah, this is like <laughs> right here. Oh, thank God! I thought you went down to the. Uh, oh, I should go down. And then he leans down. <laughs> Stay on the ship. Yes. I didn't listen. <laughs> Thank you. More guards are coming. I can hear them. She's right. We're almost at full power. Go. I'll keep them from tracing you. Elnor, come. This thing here can take us to a safer place. I'll stay behind to cover your escape. My blade is pledged to defend you. Why does he need to cover his escape? The because if he doesn't, then... Already three Romans are ready to shoot him. And she said there's more coming. Well, and he needs to cover. Isn't he just running through the portal? Yeah, but if they go through the portal with leaving Hugh there, yeah. Hugh gets and killed and 14 Romans come through the portal behind him. Mm-hmm. And he gotta, he has to make sure Picard's safe. The safest way to do that is to let him get away. It's to protect the portal, essentially. Well, it's protect Picard. But He's protecting Picard, Picard and Hugh's by, protecting the portal. Right, but it's protect Picard by defending Hugh, who will then hide the portal from the... Yes. All right. All right. Well, I don't think his intention is at all having anything to do with the portal. Then I don't understand what the danger is. Why don't they just all run through the, the portal? Because the Rivulans would run behind them. That's what I'm saying. It's to protect the portal. I'm saying his no, motivation... I'm not, oh, I'm not saying... I'm, yeah, right, right, right. I'm, I'm just saying strategically it's to protect Picard by protecting the portal. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, there we go. Right. Decline to be released. <laughs> Decline to be released. Ooh, also funny. Preparing to fight. They're getting closer. You. Also, I did really like that it faded to black, and he said, "Choose to live." Why? I liked that because that's what he says to the Romans when we first meet him. Yeah. You choose to live, and oh. they can turn around, right, and then he I decapitates like them. All right, that's pretty I was, great. I was like, "Oh, thank you." Like, I, th- don't I thought it was show it to us. I, I really thought it was it. in regards to Picard and. Um, and Soji escaping. Oh, no. That's why I was like, I don't like that. No, so, it was okay. the guards coming. All right, you've, you've turned me on. And arriving. I like that, too. Step through. Hello. I will not leave you behind again. Fills me with joy to hear you say that. Now go. You came so far, they'll destroy it. Picard, go. Come. Great look with you. Could I get to Jordy's house through this thing? That's what he started Shut everything thinking. down and hide this room again. Can you hold them off that long? I won't need a few minutes. <laughs> Stay behind me. I won't need a few minutes. I love it. Please, could, my friends. Could they have just done that? Choose to live. 
close the thing behind them? Yeah, they did it before the guards got there. Yeah, but they then they'd know that Picard was gone. Yeah, it's kind of like leave no witnesses kind right, of a right, thing. Right, right, all right. Because then the Romans be poking around there like crazy. Oh, that's the end of the show. Yep. Uh, I can't believe it. We did it. That that blew by. It sure did. Was this episode pretty decent? I don't know. Let's find out who the MVC is. <laughs> I, I have an answer already. You do? I just thought of it. <laughs> Everyone else is in the show, so the song still works. I forgot to say the names. Hugh. What about Elnor? He saves their lives at the end. I'm not convinced that... I'm not 100% convinced that Hugh couldn't have done something about that. Yeah, I would agree with you. Because it's the Borg's... Like, the Borg Queen's quarters. Like, I feel yeah. like there are defenses in there if there needed to be. I mean, unless you want to activate some sort of guillotine, some Borg guillotine. Unless you want to assume a Borg force field that uh, Narek uh, intentionally uh, uh, constructed a a flawed plan. I don't want to put a box with a bunch of uh, red dust, red radiation that comes out instead of just spitting acid at her. You know, and uh, he actually is in love with her, and he he saved her life. Once he bites the pill, though, doesn't he also die? All right, then he does. He just he has it in a in a glass. (laughs) He has it in a thermos. Oh, (laughs) this is my special acid-proof thermos. (laughs) It can be made. It's made out of whatever. Would you like some of this? Here, take a sip. (laughs) What is it? It It's kombucha. (laughs) Oh, why do I want kombucha? Uh, It's healthy for you. Healthy for what? Oh, Jesus Christ! (laughs) (laughs) I'll drink it. You were right, sister. <laughs> yeah, I would agree. It's you. Great. All right. The Andy. Bye-bye. Or some other method of ranking. We're working on it. Hi, everyone. It's Matt and Andy. <laughs> uh, We'd like to reintroduce ourselves at the this Andy's point. Is, uh, stuff happens. There's some problems. Seven. Of nine? Seven of ten. Seven. Very high. Yeah, because there is movement. I really liked, I really, really, really liked the Borg uh, stuff this week. I loved Picard and Hugh. And that whole interplay felt like the payoff to a sort of drop storyline from season six of Star Trek The Next Generation. That felt like I was home for a bit. (sighs) Do I agree? Um, I definitely like I really like how they handled Hugh I feel like Hugh is maybe so far the most true to the original series character we've seen no that's not true I think I think they did a good job on Seven also um, I thought Seven was very different than she was but in a way that made total that's sense that's it I don't mind it doesn't have to be the same as long as the extrapolation makes sense yeah. Um, so but it's I don't know they're just still taking so long with every beat, and they're not moving it forward as much as they should. I know, but it I felt, love the design. I love, you know, I love the fight at the end. It felt like plot for me because the other ones have enough. been so void of plot. I'm giving it a six. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, there you go. There you go. We did it, Andy. We sure did. I can't believe it. 
It feels really good to be here talking about Borgs. Well, and, and Victor Borgnine. We got more of it to come. We do. Four How many? More what of is it? it? It's only ten. That's the other thing. Ten that's episodes. That's the thing, which now means that like I feel like they're gonna have to accelerate plot so hard yeah. to overcompensate. Well, that'll be exciting, right? That's yeah. why it felt like a seven to me. Although I'll tell you, they they got to accelerate plot, and they just split up all the main characters. Yes, but now that they're all split up, don't you think it'll be fun to watch them reassemble? You mean like the Avengers? <laughs> no disassemble. Anyway, Andy, what do you say we take the Borg transporter out of here? That'd be great. Goodbye, Reclamation Project. Disengage. Follow Star Trek The Next Conversation on social media. You can find them on Instagram and Twitter at Star Trek TNC. On Facebook, search for Star Trek TNC and join the face group. Send comments, questions, prime correctives, and anything else to sttncpod at gmail.com. And if you'd like to leave a voice hail, call 816-TREK-TNC. That's 816-873-5862. For callers outside of the United States, use country code PLUS1. And don't worry, no one answers the phone. It's only for messages. If you've got something to mail to Matt or Andy, send it to Andrew Secunda, P.O. Box 46898, Los Angeles, California, 90046. And please send an email to let them know that something is coming. Finally, to support the podcast and get even more content, visit patreon.com forward slash Star Trek TNC. Be a lieutenant for only $5 per month or join the President Circle for $17.01 per month.